Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Wendy Fletcher Hardy, and she's with Atlantic Coast Trucking. Welcome, Wendy. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to learn all about Atlantic Coast Trucking. What are you up to? How, how are you serving folks? We are serving folks in many different capacities. Um, I started in the trucking business back in uh, 2006 and um, was given an opportunity by my grandparents um, who raised me and uh, went to school to be a nurse. And after about um, eight years of doing that, decided that um, I was going to trade my 312s for uh, working uh, seven days a week and I wouldn't have it any other way. So now how has the trucking industry evolved since that time? I would imagine with technology, it's kind of a different industry now. It has changed greatly Um, with the introduction of electronic logs a few years ago. um, It has uh, greatly changed the way that we do business, but it's been for the good. Um, Definitely can track where your loads are on any given time. Um, It's a a minute by minute update that you can give your customers. Um, So the tracking of your load is um, readily available, which makes it very nice. Um, There's no doubt of uh, where where the load is at any given time. And uh, the customer um, definitely wants that minute by minute notice so that um, you can give that um, up to the minute service. Now, in the trucking industry, what's some things that maybe a lay person doesn't appreciate? I think we take it for granted um, that there's trucks and that my stuff has to go from point A to point B. But what are some things that you'd like to educate um, the average consumer about when it comes to the importance of the trucking industry? I think one of the things that the layperson may not understand is the time and um, the effort that it takes to get something either from the farm to the table or from production to uh, warehouse or to the retail location. Uh, there's a lot of um, backroom planning. There's a lot of um, time and energy that goes into um as you would say, logistically planning to get something from point A to point B, that the customer has absolutely no idea what it took to get that from the warehouse or the distribution point actually to either the grocery store or to um, the warehouse where they may actually purchase the product from. And isn't this uh, happening now, I would imagine, with the advent of so much new technology is that it's becoming more and more efficient, uh, which requires more and more kind of technology to help it become more efficient. And and that makes it more complex, I would imagine. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Um, It used to be a time of where warehouses kept an enormous amount of stock on hand. And then the change came to just-in-time delivery And now, especially with um, the pandemic we have going on, um, trying to keep any kind of stock has become an enormous challenge. Um, And everybody has kind of tried to go back to um, stocking their shelves um, on a 24-hour basis, which is a challenge for everybody. 
So now what is a, like the service that you're providing for your clients? Uh, like where do you come into play? Are you the actual trucks? Are you the logistics, kind of the management? Are you the technology? Like kind of where, where do you fit into this puzzle? Well, we are a full service transportation um, business. We not only offer the logistical side where we have a brokerage firm that arranges transportation for our customers, but we also are an asset-based company where we have our own trucks that um, we can provide the transportation from our customer to the actual um, retail facility. So we offer a full service business that we can arrange the transportation um, for an outside um, vendor, or we can put it on our own trucks and deliver it directly to the customer. Now, do you work in certain industries? Are there certain types of things that you're typically delivering or, or can it be anything? Um, we have actually two different modes of um, delivery that we do. We have a refrigerated division that delivers, you know, goods um, all over the country. And they w- we also have a, a fleet of dump trucks that we deliver rock, asphalt, and sand to our customers. Now, during the pandemic, you mentioned that, that I would imagine in most er- in a lot of areas, demand has been through the roof and insane in some cases, and, and maybe even unreasonable. Um, and I'm sure as we get into the holiday season, that same level of unreasonableness is, uh, is going to rear its head again. Um, it, are you it seeing has that? Been. Like, how do you manage the expectations? I mean, it seems like uh, the consumer, at least, has these expectations of, you know, I want it when I want it. And they're not really appreciating how many moving parts go into getting something somewhere. The demands are unreasonable. Um, and we have laws that are um, govern what we can and what we can't do. Um, thanks to electronic logs, um, there's, there are no paper logs um, that most of us have to comply with unless there are some other um, regulations that um, are exceptions to those rules. If you have an older piece of equipment, um, you can fall under those um, those rules. But majority of people are using electronic logs that um, stipulate what you can and what you can't do and how long you can operate, how long you can run. Um, the demands are through the roof. Um, we are in the process of adding um, some more um, trucks to our fleet as we speak um, because of the demands um, but the expectation is through the roof. And, you know, we've, we've learned over the years, this is our 16th year of being in business, just being upfront and honest. Um, the loads are evolving up until the time that it, the doors are shut and the product leaves the facility. But having constant communication with um, the receiver, letting them know um, where you are, how you're going to get there. Um, sometimes there are delays that are beyond your control. But um, I, I learned very early on just being upfront and honest with your uh, customer and uh, keeping in constant contact with them um, will get you very far. Now, um, when your business, I would imagine, is growing pretty rapidly um, because of the demand and the, and the services you provide, is this something that you need more trucks, you need more truckers? Like what is uh, kind of the bottleneck that would help you grow even more? Um, it's, it's a twofold. Honestly, there are a lot of independent truckers out there, um, who like to be able to manage their own. 
and do their own thing. Um, so our brokerage business has done very well. Um, and so we are all able to offer service in that regard. And then having our own fleet where we can control and manage um, some of the more difficult services that we offer, um, multi-drop loads, um, being able to service more facilities on one truck, making more stops. Um, your, your individual truckers typically don't want to take those loads. So we put those on our trucks. Um, that supplies a demand for our customer. Um, so we're able to give both of those. Um, and it, it helps on both sides. You know, it helps the uh, individual trucker. We have loads that uh, supply their needs. And then we do the more difficult things with our trucks. So it, it, it helps everybody all the way around. Now, having uh, seen the industry evolve over the years as you have, what's been kind of the most rewarding part for you in leading this company? The most rewarding thing for me is I love solving problems. I, I don't call them problems. Um, I'm a solution uh, finder and a solution maker. And everything is uh, not a problem, but it's an opportunity. And through COVID, through the pandemic, there have been lots of not only challenges, but an enormous amount of opportunity. And um, being able to take um, the challenges that have been put for us before all of us, um, the shortfall that has happened in manufacturing, because not as many people have been able to come to work, um, the demand has greatly increased, but the amount of supply has greatly decreased because not as many people have been able to come to work. So when you don't have, have as many people working in manufacturing, the amount of product that's produced is greatly um, decreased. So just being able to work around those obstacles, coming up with good solutions, being able to build better loads that put things in better perspective, which also comes in with the amount of um, planning, logistically planning so that we aren't wasting time and miles, being able to get product um, to customers as swiftly as we can with the best amount of planning so that people aren't having to be without. Um, those are the things I love being able to do. Um, and I think my experience has greatly um, come in handy in that regard. Um, a lot of common sense, a lot of planning, enormous amount of planning has gone into being able to put all that together. And it makes people happy. That's the part I love being able to do. It's, you know, you'd be amazed at what people smile about these days. <laughs> and I love that part of it. And to me, it's like you have to, it's almost like three dimensional chess. You have to be like this mega problem solver to be able to understand how all these pieces are going to fit together and how the puzzle is going to look at the end and what you have to do to make that happen. Um, it's, it's a lot of brain power to, to, to be good at what you do. Yes, sir. It, it is. It's an enormous amount of brain power yes. and it's an enormous amount of communication, um, a lot of time spent on the phone, a lot of time looking at a map, a lot of time um, understanding who has what supplies and where we need to go to get those, being able to formulate a plan together um, and then put it all together. Um, one of the things I've always said is my nursing degree has helped me enormously 
by being able to, you know, look at a situation, then formulate a plan and then put it into action. Um, That's part of the nursing process. And that's one of the biggest ways that I feel like my business has grown and I've been able to do the things I've been able to do is uh, take that experience and then be able to put it on the road. Now, talk about the GWBC and becoming a certified uh, women business owner. Why was that important to you and how has this organization helped you in, in your career? I um, had been in business for several years before I actually became a certified woman-owned business. Um, Ross Lewis um, has been a very instrumental part in me doing some of the things that I've been able to do. Um, 2015, um, actually a customer of mine suggested that I certify my business. And um, at the time, I didn't really see the significance of it. But um, I went ahead with the process. It um, is a lengthy process, but it's so well worth it. Um, the relationships that I've developed, the uh, networking that has come along with it, um, just being able to have some of those conversations. You never know who you're going to meet, um, who you're going to get in the elevator with, um, especially back before COVID happened. And you could go to conferences Um, being able to give your elevator pitch, um, a a 30 second conversation, you, you had no idea what impact that could have. Um, 2015 served such an impact for me. Um, I was, um, given an opportunity to be in their mentor protege program, um, was nominated for trailblazer of the year, um, graduated from the Wells Fargo School of Business. Um, and I will always, always be a ambassador for the Greater Women's Business Council because it's it's set me apart leaps and bounds. Um, if you're willing to show up, you will go up, but you got to put the work into it. Yeah, that's a great lesson for the young folks that are listening that it's one thing to join an organization and be a member, but the the people that really benefit are the ones who kind of lean into it and immerse themselves in it and really serve the organization. And um, it, it you get out what you put in and uh, you have to do the work. There's no shortcut. There's no organization out there that just by joining you win, like you win by do, showing up and doing the work. Absolutely. And that's true with anything in life. You're only going to get out of it what you're willing to put into it. And um, they have so many good programs, so many opportunities, Um, even with um, the pandemic that's happening and you're not able to meet in person. They had so many good opportunities of um, just hosting lots of different things for you to be able to come together and network with other people, but even virtually um, they have a lot of things that they're offering now. Um, go to, if, if I could give advice to anybody, whether you're new to the program, you're seasoned in the program, you have no idea who is going to be, you know, virtually on there with you. It could be, um, you know, a senior executive with BMW that's, you know, looking for somebody that needs, um, you know, Um, loads of parts moved. Um, I just got an email about that not too long ago. So you just never know who's going to be on there. But if you don't show up, you will not have any idea 
of what the opportunity is that's laying before you. So show up, you know, so that you can have an opportunity to go up. Now, um, in your business, how do you kind of look into the future and plan for next year? There's so many kind of variables. How do you even kind of um, forecast? Uh, are you are you kind of uh, optimistic about uh, the coming years? Well, it, you can be in business and not be optimistic. Um, so I, I always say that the glass is half full. It's never half empty. It's all in how you want to look at things. There are challenges by uh, no no doubt whatsoever. Um, the the state of North Carolina as a whole is um, experiencing a huge shortfall right now with the Department of Transportation, which is the part where my fleet of dump trucks greatly operated. And so, where COVID has greatly increased one part of my business, which is Atlantic Mulch and Stone, where people were you know stuck at home and you know, what am I going to do? I want to be outside. The weather's been nice. So let me do some yard work. So that part of my business has greatly flourished, but my fleet of dump trucks are, you know, have been greatly compromised because we aren't doing any road work because the state doesn't have a whole lot of money. You know, we generate our revenue through um, road tax. And when people were forced to be at home, um, Every month that people were having to be work at home, we were losing over a hundred million dollars. So when my money is generated through road tax um, and people were forced to stay at home, it greatly impacts our budget and projects that need to be moved along. Those projects are being forced, you know, to be done later. So we've been impacted in a twofold way: one a good, and one a not so good. Um, but I'm optimistic, um, hopefully with the new vaccine that's just come out, um, our um, local area um, tomorrow will receive its, its first round of vaccines. I have an employee here whose husband is a paramedic and he's going to get the vaccine. So, you know, we're optimistic in every way that we can be. Um, we have to be, you know, we, nobody here wants to get down and out. We've been down and out enough. So we're, we're looking up um, and hopefully things are going to turn around. Yeah, I think that uh, says a lot about your team. And I think entrepreneurs as a whole, we're pretty resilient folks. I mean, we are always looking at ways to solve the problem, not to be the problem. Amen. Now, Wendy, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team about their logistics or trucking needs, what's the website? It is AtlanticCoastTruckingInc.com. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity. I um, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and look forward to, um, you know, the coming year and the opportunities that um, we've been given. We have been greatly blessed um, 16 years and and continuing to grow and um, look forward to um, what the new year brings for us, you know, um, It's going to be a good year. It's got to be better than 2020. Amen to that. Thank you again, Wendy, for sharing your story. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.